Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhaus with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. Jack kind of guy, so, you know, for you blackjack players out there, uh, absolutely good. 
Great site. Go check it out. Go have some fun. And again, the website is strewn with all the different NBA store, NFL store, NHL, MLB. We've got Halo. We've got uh, K-Swiss. Oh, God, I'm going to forget somebody and get myself in trouble, aren't I? Oh, we've got, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to forget somebody and get in trouble. Production, somebody get me the last people that I'm going to forget and get myself in trouble. Look at that. Not to mention the good people at Deep Obsession Charters, breadfromyourbed.com. The tons of supporters and the tons of fans that help bring this show to you. Because you keep following. You keep making the numbers grow. You're telling me. Give me the fantasy jester. Give me JT. I can't believe it. people actually like him. I don't know why. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, great support everywhere. Folks, fantasyjustersports.com. You're listening to the Fantasy Jester Show. I am he. We're coming to you from Blog Talk Radio. And tonight's show, this is it, no more talk, encompasses, well, we have MLB News and Notes. Talk to JT uh, about what he sees uh, this past week and what he picked up from the MLB this past week. We're going to talk wrestling, a little bit about WWE. We're going to talk a lot about FXE. You know why? I love FXE. You know why? Because I am FXE. And um, really, folks, I got to be honest with you, it is uh, a ton of fun. And uh, it continues to be a ton of fun, and we'll be talking more about FXE and about the invasion of Port Ritchie and uh, all that's gone on. We have a, uh, let me, you know, I, I'm being a little coy. For those view, you know, for viewers, <laughs> I'm not on TV yet, yet, folks, yet. TV's coming, FXE and all that, folks. But anyway, uh, getting back to things, uh, you know, for those of you who are listening across the country, I have maybe, and I'm sure JT will agree with me. I'm going to bring him in any minute. I have maybe one or two more listeners from Florida that I might normally have. We have a little attention on the show. And trust me, folks, for those of you who are listening in, waiting to see, sitting by your phone, your iPad, your computer and all that, sitting there waiting to see what I have to say, I promise you I won't disappoint. I really, I've got a bunch of people listening tonight, and I really, really won't disappoint, I promise you, okay, uh, on everything with the FXE front and what I've had to deal with uh, recently uh, with all that. So, and then also we're going to have NBA. You know, everybody talks about, Curry, 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 and now they're loaded up over there, okay? And even when they weren't loaded up in Golden State, Curry went down, and, you know, Golden State really didn't do too bad without him. And he's still convicted. He's one of the guys looked at as MVP and the end-all, be-all and all this. My question is this. If LeBron went down, though, you know, I'm not a fan of LeBron, the person, but the player, yeah, you know. And and you got to give the credit where credit's due, even if you don't like the person, okay? And I really don't. I I make no bones about it. Big deal. I'm sure he really doesn't care. But the thing is this. Let's be honest. If LeBron went down, what would happen to that team? What would happen to the East? We're going to ask JT that question. 
get his opinion. I have my own. NHL. Is Kobe, because there's talk, for those of you uh, NHL fans, you know, Kovalchuk's going to come back next year. You know, and there's a bunch that has to go on and approval and all that, and he'll get it, okay? Uh, the NHL needs the talent. Uh, some of it's uh, it's been watered down. I can't. I, I've got to be honest about my sport, okay? Uh, the the number of superstars is lower than I've seen in some time. Uh, some of these younger guys that are coming up, I think, are really going to help take it to the next level, but. You know, what kind of tread does Kobe have left? You know, what what is Kobe's worth if and when he comes back next year? And it's more uh, when he comes back next year than if. I'm going to talk to JT about that. And, again, I have my – obviously, I give my opinion about everything, and I have one about that. NFL predictions for all the games. Fantasy outlook. We'll talk about a couple players here and there. And also talk about, you know – uh, fool's gold, king's ransom, things like that. So, um, I got a text here going to, all righty. Well, and you know, that's the thing. This is what's been happening for the past couple of days, folks. Uh, my life has been a hotbed of, uh, people calling in and texting, tweeting and all that and emailing me. Uh, some fantastic, fantastic support. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, when you're facing adversity is, I guess, is when you finally see uh, who are your friends in this world. And over these past couple of days, really, the, the support has been great. Thanks, everybody. I love you all. God bless you all. Uh, let's bring him in. Uh, as much as, uh, you know, there's times I dread it. But you know what? Here's one of those times. Because it is one of those days, and we're going to get to one of what one of those days are about. I bring him in, and I'm proud to call him a friend and a brother on air and off. Jason Townsend, JT, how are you tonight? Jester, I'm, I'm glad to be on this uh, Friday night special edition of the Fantasy Jester Show. But I have to tell you, man, I'm still a little pissed, still a little fuming. At uh, some of the developments that are going on out there for FFC. You know, I just want to get something off my chest. I want to get my uh, my two cents in, you know, just because there are two people out there, one or two, as you mentioned uh, earlier, that are uh, too small, too uh, afraid of the future, that they try to, to make waves, cause problems for people. You know, we've put a lot of work into FFC. We've got guys that have busted their ass, you know, whether you like him or not. Renegade, Joey Cage, Puerto Rican Hound Dog from AMP. We've got guys that bust their ass to put on a great show tomorrow night. And because somebody's too small and too afraid of the future, you know, that's not going to happen. So, but I will say this, the more I think about it, Jester, you've got it made. You've yet to put a show and you've got these people shaking in their shoes. You got them afraid because they've been in the business for 27 years and haven't amounted to a pile of shit. So other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, and uh, I appreciate your opinion. And it seems that, you know, uh, what's funny 
JT is I'm finding out that you're not the only one that has that opinion and, and I really do appreciate it. I, I, I do. And for everybody out there. Okay. You know, it's let, let's go ahead. Let, let's get the, let's get it out of here. Let's, you know, get done with it and we can go on with the show. Actually, uh, as everybody knows, FXE, and I think we just clear it up JT and then we can go on our merry little happy yeah, day with, uh, with, with life. Um, is, you know, I hear what you had to say, and, and you're correct. You're, you're correct. Uh, and there are, like I said, there are a bunch of people that feel the way that you do. There's a bunch of people that are angry about it. There's a bunch of people that are disappointed about it. And I understand and uh, respect how you feel about it, JT. Here's the thing, though. I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. All right, folks, here, let me explain what's going on so that you know what I'm not angry and upset about and what has, the, you know, a lot of people upset and angry for me, I guess is the best way to put it, is this, okay? FXC was going ahead. We're going to do this invasion show with Amped Wrestling, uh, Puerto Rican Hound Dog, great guy, and we're, yeah. we're co-promoting a show with them. We're going to work together, co-promote it, and put on a fun show for the people of Port Ritchie, okay? And give everybody, start giving everybody a little taste of what FXE plans to bring that is different than the norm. So, you know, not just for the people of FXE, you know, and the wrestlers of FXE, were we all excited, but there's a fan base out there that was very excited and wanted to see what is it we're going to bring? What 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 is it? You know what is FXE and all that? And you know so the wrestling fans have been cheated. The wrestlers, the workers themselves, have been cheated. Okay, and um, I got to be honest with you. I, I I find it funny. I really you mentioned the, the, that it's two men. Okay, and here, folks, I want you to know something. Yes. I've had two men decide to go ahead and try and run interference with this show. Now, I have worked today, see, because tomorrow's show is off. We've had to cancel it, and I'll get into it a little bit as much as I can uh, with you. And then after tonight, I will never discuss these people again. After tonight, I am on about our happy little life and everything. People, there are miserable people out there in this world, and I'm sure the listeners know that there are just some people out there that are either jealous or whatever and are angry and upset with the world that they live in, that they get all wrapped up in trying to make everybody else miserable. Misery loves company kind of thing. And I'm old enough to understand and I, uh, 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 and be able to tolerate that to a certain degree. Now, that certain degree ends, okay, for me, when the show is canceled, okay? And now, whether somebody thought that they were going to intimidate me is absolutely funny. And from that standpoint, okay, of uh, being able to intimidate me, or go ahead and make it so that I never put on a show, um, whether it was a real threat, which obviously it was, and we'll go into that, we have been threatened, okay? 
Uh, I have been threatened. The show has been threatened. I have been threatened personally. And it was all cute and fun and games, and you figure it's a wrestling work, okay? He's doing his acting and all that. And it was all fun and games. And, you know, there's an old carny trick. See, the two scumbags, I mean, two, yeah, no, scumbags, I think fits. The two scumbags. Yeah, no, no, thanks, JT. I appreciate that. No, the two scumbags involved, okay, go under the name Tom Bass, which is actually Tom Palladino, and Night Stalker, which is really Scott Matheson, okay? And these two scumbags thought that they were going to pull an old carny trick on the jester, and I thought it was adorable. You know, understand one thing, folks, about the carnies, okay? There's a reason why you see less carnies today and more businessmen, because more times than not, the carny, okay, is really just the lowest form, okay? You look at some of these guys that you talk about, and listen, I have performers in my history, All because I couldn't speak, Carney, you moron, doesn't mean I didn't have people in my past. Again, people don't know me. Now, you see, here's one thing. You don't know me. There are gentlemen in New Jersey that will never walk straight again. You don't know me. So be happy that my wife is in my life. And here's how I've decided to make an example out of you, you piece of garbage. Now, you have taken away my fun and my friend's fun and the wrestler's fun. And here's what you've done. Instead of getting me angry, I decided to have some fun today. See, because there's only one way to handle this, and that is to make sure that nobody ever thinks that you can go ahead and try and threaten my family, me, or my show and get away with it. So tonight, JT, guess what, sir? You What's there? That? What do we got? Well, here, here, let me give you the lineup, okay? First of all, okay, there's a restraining order today on Mr. Matheson so that he can no longer go to any of our shows or cause any problems at our show. There were charges against Mr. Matheson today. Who happens to already be on probation? Son of a bitch. That must be terrible, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, it's fe- so fe- he's already on felony probation. And guess what? According to the Volusia County Sheriff's Office, when I went there, see, what happened was, JT, is I went there and I told them, I have a business. Here's what's going on. What do I need to do? And they said, well, Mr. Matisse, here, this, 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 and this. And it turns out, okay, he called me back and all this, and uh, there's a case number now. And uh, Mr. Matheson will be facing second-degree charges. And that's fine. Have fun with that. You enjoy your day. And what's great about it is that Mr. Bess, or Mr. Palladino, if you will, is the one that will be the one hanging him. See, because the police understood one thing, and this is, this is the beauty of it all. You could have tried to claim, like you've done before, that it is part of the show. I'm a wrestler. It's an act. Here's where it didn't become an act, JT. When Mr. Palladino decided to call one of my wrestlers, tell him of the impending doom, 
to warn him, don't do the show. And that wrestler backed out of the show. Now the threat apparently is real to more than just me. It is real to another wrestler. Then the co-promoter in this now and I talk. And because of all of this going on, and because of the world that we live in, we have to think of the public. We can't get anybody getting hurt because some moron comes in. Ah, I want to be on FXC. Where? 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 Why won't you hire me? Where? And think that you're going to ruin my show because I'm not going to hire you? Are you kidding me? What kind of idiot does this, first of all? This man, really? And you really thought you were going to stop me? JT. <laughs> he thought this was going to stop? Yeah, no, you don't stop. Yeah, that's one thing. You don't stop. No, folks. Unfortunately, for my fans out there, for all the wrestlers who've been fantastic, okay? Guys, I love you. I love each and every one of you, okay, for the support that each and every one of you have given. The AMP guys have been fantastic, okay? They understand exactly what's up, okay? And here, this is when you know, okay, you're dealing with something, okay? (laughs) I had Renegade call me and say, you all right, brother? He actually called me brother once. I'll go yeah. say, whoa. That's all he said. You all right, brother? You going to be all right? I go, I'm fine. He goes, we doing the show? I go, I got to call it off. He goes, well, just make one thing clear. You didn't call it off because I didn't want to continue with it. I didn't care. <laughs> I go, no, I'm going to tell everybody that you were running scared. He's like, if you tell anybody I was running scared, I will beat the shit out of you. And uh, and you, then I was like, you got that. cool. You have a good day. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that was the that was the extent of the conversation. It was, are you okay? We're definitely not wrestling. All right. And if you tell anybody that I want to cancel, I will beat the shit out of you. And, and no, actually, folks, without the threat of wanting to beat the crap out of me, actually, everybody, most of the show, except for one wrestler, really wanted to go on with it. The guys were super. Okay, Hound Dog and I had to make the determination for in the interest of public safety, because you don't know. You don't know how far a moron will take things. And quite apparently, the Volusia County Sheriff's Office, okay, has found that the threat was actually credible enough that they're charging him. So, you you know, have a good night to Mr. Matheson. Have a good night to Mr. Palladino, too. Okay, because listen up, boys, I'm not done yet. There's more. Where's that guy? God bless him. He's dead. There's more. You see, I want everybody to get the impression and everybody to understand. I will send Patton's Fifth Army up your ass if you ever, ever think of messing with me again. So here's what else, JT. Here's their little parting gift. For both Mr. Palladino and Mr. Matheson. See, and in Mr. Matheson's case in particular, okay, I had the option of doing one of two things. Here's option one. 
Option one was filing the charges and going ahead and saying, yes, go ahead. And actually, I'm not the one filing the charges now. I went there for help and asked them, you know, what is my recourse and things? And this was the advisement that they gave me besides speaking with my attorney last night. But that's besides the point. I knew where the police were going to send me. I, I got to be honest and in what direction. Um, but this here is also I want everybody to understand that I will go ahead seven ways to Sunday legally, legally. And I want everybody to understand this. OK, what my past was, was one thing. What I am today is a whole nother thing. I am a businessman, and see, that in that arena, Mr. Palladino, see, Mr. Palladino, you might be able to uh, speak carny and, and all that. You know what I speak? Business. And quite apparently, after 27 years, you have no clue. You have no clue, sir. Mr. Matheson, you put, you put the two of you together, okay, and the two of you together still couldn't equal a whole fucking brain. And I'm going to get hit from, uh, fine on that one. I know I will. The F-bomb. Sorry, guys. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Because here you go. I could have, as I'm pressing the charges, had everything that you guys cost Mr. Hound Dog and myself, I could have had that thrown in on the charges as restitution. Do you know why I didn't do that? And it wasn't, I assure you, out of the goodness of my little old heart, folks. I did it because one thing, I'm coming after both of you civilly as well. And you see, here's the great thing about civilly that works differently than if it's restitution. You can still pay me $20 a week. I really don't care. I don't need your money. Okay? You're a joke. But here's the best part. You can pay me $20 a week, okay, and take your time paying all this off, what I am going to nail you with. It'll be on your credit report. You see, if it was restitution, it's not on your credit report. So now I will make sure that if you're paying off little by little, all your creditors and any place you want to go will see what you're doing as well. See, you really don't want to mess with me, folks. Legally, I will slam you from wall to wall. You can't outthink me. You can't outbusiness me. And you certainly can't outlawyer me. Don't, stop trying, folks. Go be happy. Go live your life. God bless. Do you realize that the rest of the world sees that a wrestling production who wants to help charities, who has already helped Make a wish. Guys like Gary Ruat, things like that, wants to go ahead and use this platform to help the schools and the education process of our young. You are trying to stop that from happening. Do you understand what you look like to normal America? Go play somewhere else. Go have fun in your miserable little lives. Now you know, stay away from me. Stay away from FXE. Stay away from the wrestlers. And even more so, stay away from my family. You all have a great night. MFW, may you long live and go die in peace. All of you.
because that will be the last words you hear about Thomas Palladino, Scott Matheson, MFW, Bill Crude, because let me tell you something, there's another one for you folks, okay? The guy had the option of being with a real reputable business, okay, or trash like this, and he chose trash like this. You show me who your friends are, I'll show you who you are. So, Mr. Crude, you have a good night too, sir. Don't ever dial my number again. Now, getting on to the good part of life, JT, back to the fun that the rest of the world is trying to have. Let me explain something to you. As far as the show, folks, we're going to be announcing a new date since we won't be having any problems anymore. Now, we're going to announce the new date, and we're going to have the wrestlers, and guess what? Everybody except for one, okay, will be on that card. The one person who pulled out from the show is going to have a hard time coming back on. I'm going to be honest, and that'll be determined later. But the guys like Renegade, Joey Cage, Hound Dog, Taino, okay, talk to Taino today, and uh, I really can't wait to meet him. JT, he was one of the guys that was uh, uh, one of the AMP guys. Really, really yeah, yeah. great guy. Let me tell you something. This kid's talented. I, and he is the exact guy. Okay, folks, and this is part of what FXE is about. It's not just about the charities. Yes, I want to help people, and I want to help the schools. Don't get me wrong, but that's not all I'm trying to help in this. There are wrestlers out there, like Taino, like Hound Dog. Hound Dog's a great guy. So is, so is Taino. Great wrestlers, great ability. They deserve to be making more money. There's more zeros to be had than what's in the regular independent wrestling scene here in Florida. And that's all I'm trying to do. You know, listen, my rule that some people aren't liking about you can't wrestle for FXE and wrestle for MFW or go wrestle, okay, is simply geography. Geography. I don't want any of my regular wrestlers being seen locally at any other promotion. Now, anybody who wants to work MFW really isn't going to, they're really not going to fit in at FXE because it's, it's the professionalism and the level of um, talent. I, I, I don't want to say talent, but the production level and all calls for professionals not guys that want to that are willing to do shows for nothing. Okay? You've got to want to work at your craft. You've got to want to be taught in your craft. You've got to want to expand as a wrestler, as a showman. And, and there's a lot more to being a professional. Folks, go if you're a wrestling fan and you watch WWE, you have no idea what goes into the production of a professional organization. I'm not talking these indie places. And the guys that go wrestle, got to tell you, I'm not, that's geography. I don't know the guys that go wrestle. They might be the greatest guys in the world. And I wish them well. 
I don't know them, never met them. Not about to make an opinion based on somebody I haven't met. Because, listen, everybody can go ahead and say one thing. And, you know, listen, people like one movie. And all because you like the movie, that doesn't mean that I'm going to like the movie. And all because you've had problems or like somebody doesn't mean I'm going to have problems or like that person. So I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you the owner's name of Go Go Wrestle. Have fun. Go wrestle. (laughs) Go have fun. Enjoy. I'm just saying my guys won't be working there simply for exposure. Not because it's a bad organization or they shouldn't or the guys are bad to work for. No. (laughs) Simply that's a business decision, folks. FXE. (laughs) It will have another date. He'll be announcing it soon. I'm not going anywhere. I have people I want to help. I have fun I want to go do. I have wrestlers that want to have fun with me. It really isn't complicated unless you are the psychos of the world. Okay? JT. MLB. NBA. NHL. We've got... Well, that's what I'm saying. We've got some talking to do, so uh, and we got an hour and a half to go do it. And uh, so let's get at it, my brother. Let's go. Let's go have some yeah, fun. Let's hit the sports. But you know what? Again, let's leave enough time so that we can get into football. You know, uh, we didn't have the gridiron guys yesterday, and so I want to go and make sure we get enough time to go over football so that we can prepare all our fans, all especially the fantasy fans out there. Uh, for their coming week, take a look at the teams. And on top of it, you know, one of the things that I don't want to be overlooked, and I will make sure I shout from the mountaintop, is always my greatness. I think we can all count on that. But uh, Mm -hmm. I I have, once again, provable greatness, JT. This is the thing. It's provable. What's provable is that I have not picked the Giants wrong all year. Pressure's mounting. Can you go for the undefeated season? You know, I'm starting to feel it. Got to be honest with you. And um, as I go ahead now and move on in the season, yeah, I am starting to feel it. We've got a couple of games left. I'm there. I'm there. All I know is at this point, my overall record won't be that bad. I mean, I could go 500. Well, not 500, but uh, pretty close to 500. I could go three and two the rest of the way out, and I'm good. Right, right. But the question is, can you maintain that perfect record in picking your Giants? This is going to be a tough week to do that. I have uh, some interesting uh, commentary about this week's game. And for those Giant fans out there, uh, I've got some interesting news for you about this week's game. So stay tuned for that. MLB, JT, during this past week, anything of interest to, in particular catch your eye that you think we, uh, the listeners uh, might have missed or should know about? Well, I mean, some of the uh, signings and some of the trade talk, you know, Pirates discussing sending uh, center field all-star Andrew McCutcheon possibly to the Nationals to think of uh, Bryce Harper and McCutcheon in the same outfield. Uh, that's that's going to make for uh, some must-see TV when the Nats are on. But the thing that I think kind of uh, explains perhaps, and it's perhaps us talking a few weeks ago about former A's uh, managing partner Lou Wolf stepping down, is with the new CBA, Oakland is going to lose 
the revenue sharing money. They will not be getting this cash, which could propel them to uh, try to get a stadium much quicker now. So the uh, new CBA was not friendly to the A's, and the A's know they need to find a new way to get some revenue. It looks like they're going to lose about $35 million uh, from that revenue sharing, and they better get that somehow, and I think a new stadium is a good way to do it. Uh, I know one thing. I know you've been happy that there's changes on the horizon for your team. That I, that much I definitely know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this hopefully will help perpetuate those changes. You know, I mean, they've been I, – I, I, we've talked about this uh, before about the A's, and I, I'm going to say it again. I just don't understand how a professional organization can go ahead and – have those kind of conditions for their workers and what you describe as sewage backing up in the, uh, in the dugout. Yeah. Have that kind of worker, have that going on for their workers and either MLB turns their head and the players union as well. They turn their head. Unbelievable set of circumstances. Right. How does an organization as powerful as MLB and the players' union, MLBPA, not cause, for lack of a better term, a stink about that situation. I mean, th- how? This is a professional team. I mean, you're, what is it? You're only as uh, strong as your weakest link? Well, obviously the Oakland Alameda Coliseum or the O.co Coliseum <laughs> is probably the most dilapidated stadium in baseball. It doesn't have the charm that Wrigley or Fenway or some of these other older stadiums have or the history, and yet nothing's been done about it. So losing that revenue-sharing money, I think they're going to have to find a new way to get some money in. You know, the owners were not happy with the amount of money that Oakland's been spending to try to put a quality product on the field. We finished last in the AOS two years in a row, uh, far from first place. So, you know, I think that's interesting. But then, And then, like I said, McCutcheon to the Nationals is the other story that caught my eye. Yeah, there's been a couple of things, and, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I'm looking at is I want to know, well, I guess they trade, the Nationals did make the trade. Did they make that trade for Norris? They did make the trade I, for has, Norris. Yeah, Norris, yeah, Derek Norris is a National. Right. And... I'm looking at the Yankees. It seems like Sabathia might move. No great deal there. I'm not. Uh, that that'd be an improvement for the Yankees. Believe it or not, I just, you know, and, and that's the thing. Everybody knows I'm a huge Yankee fan, and I just want to see the somebody say to them, please address the pitching. And what's funny is the pitching really wasn't the starting pitching wasn't that bad, and. I take a look at the lineup and maybe it is, maybe it's time that we go ahead and, you know, some of these young prospects, first of all, like, I know you like bird at first, don't you? I do like bird, bird Sanchez. I don't see how in judge those three guys, I think are cornerstone pieces. And, and that's what I'm saying. They've got some young talent that's coming up. I, I just, I, I I guess it's my dislike for Cashman. I, I guess I question everything he does just simply because I just don't like how he's handled things. I don't 
Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, I'm not one of those Yankee fans that love everything that my team does, that I don't see anything wrong in anything that they do. Um, I actually do. I guess that's what helps me pick the Giant games is because I'm on right. top of my team, well, you know? Well, then here's something to think about. You're talking about meeting pitching, you know, under the new CBA now that uh, the star Japanese pitcher isn't eligible to come to the bigs until 2019 now. You know, so that's a, that's a huge change in the way that the uh, system will be for the uh, Asian players and some of the Cuban players now as well. So, you know, that's something you guys obviously went out and got Tanaka. You guys have have gone out and, and bid on some of these uh, international players before. So, you know, obviously that won't be a quick fix. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, we had touched on that uh, last week about the Cubans now. How is that going to be mm-hmm. affected? And, you know, the top talent was getting here anyway. The, the Osseo Puigs and all that were making it here. The Jose Fernandez were making it here. One way or the other, the talent was making here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, they were uh, getting here, but now, under the rules, yeah. they won't be eligible for a certain period of time, which does change the landscape of some of these teams that have been active uh, in the foreign players, Houston, Los Angeles, Boston, Yankees, and so on. So... Uh, I got you. Uh, well, anyway, listen. Here's what I know. I know we got a while yet to the baseball season, and right now we're smack dab in the middle of the NBA season. And I'm sorry. I I know everybody's in love with Curry, and I said it at the beginning of the show, JT. If Golden State loses Curry, it's no big deal. But if LeBron goes down. What happens to the East? I want to know what you think. Does Cleveland survive that? And if not, how far do they drop? What happens to the landscape of the East? See, I think that's a – you look at that and you say, the East is obvious, in my opinion, and I say obviously because how I feel about it, the East is the far weaker of the two conferences. So I think you let's just – you know, hypothetically say LeBron tears up his knee, he, he goes down for the season. You've still got a guy like Kevin Love that hung 34 points in one quarter the other night against Portland. You've still got a guy like Kyrie Irving. You've still got some nice pieces like Tristan Thompson and so on, guys that I think would still keep that team strong enough to be a top two, top three seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Top two, top three? Really? Oh yeah, look know. at that conference. Who, you know, Kevin Love's been an all-star by himself in Minnesota, and again, a guy that hung 34 points in one quarter the night. The guy that can fill the stat sheet up, Kyrie Irving, he stays healthy. He's a guy that can put up 20 points a game. So you've still got two alpha dogs, if you will, in that lineup that can step up their game in a weaker conference and stay in those top two or three seeds. Well. Uh... Yeah, because you said you're, you're, you're not so, you're not, not sold on the Hornets, right? No, yeah. no, I'm not. You're not sold I mean, on the Hornets. I think they're a good team, but I think they need to learn how to win consistently first. Yeah, you know, I think Detroit could always be a problem. Boston, if they get to get it together, I'm not really quite sure what's going on there. Atlanta, just as 
I hate to, to sound self-serving as I predicted, the uh, human idiot, uh, you know, Dwight Howard, screwing that franchise over. They're terrible. Yeah, because you, have to, you ha- definitely have to qualify which idiot these days. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, they're terrible. We, we're looking at a team that was a top, top team in the Eastern Conference last year that mm-hmm. I believe we're on a five-game, maybe a six-game losing streak. I don't know if they ended that yet or not, but um, just showing once again, I think he should be called the big chemistry killer because that's what he is. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and you, you would have thought going home helped. But, you know, getting back to one thing, you one team that you had mentioned earlier, the Celtics. The Celtics could be the dangerous team here. And I think once they get it together at home, once they get it together at home, because they're only four and four right now. Okay. At home. So once they get it to but they're three and oh in the division, they're eight and four in the conference. Mm-hmm. It's not like their conference play is bad. It's just that they've been horrible home. So um, I think regardless of whether or not LeBron is healthy or not, you're going to – and I'm not a – obviously, uh, not a Boston fan at yeah. all of any of the sports. No. Okay, so um, – but, no, I, I think – I see Boston as a team to really keep an eye on and watch how that team progresses and grows uh, through the year. And uh, I think they can make some noise in the East this year without a question. Uh, over in the West – you know, I know uh, everybody's just handing it to the Warriors, but like we talked about, you know, the Spurs are supposed to be done, Pop was supposed to be done, and there they are, 15-4, and four, one game back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Clippers, let me add, there's a team, are they for real? Are they for real? Are the Clippers for real? Do you think they're for real? Do you, I mean, where do you see them? Uh. You mentioned that you don't think Charlotte's is good. There's a team that, in my eyes, are they that good? Uh, I can't stand the Clippers, let's be honest. But in all fairness, they've got a great team. you got a guy like DeAndre Jordan protecting the rim, rebounding the ball. you got scorers all around him in Paul, Blake Griffin, to name a few. Uh, problem with that team is it seems like every year they wilt in the playoffs. They just absolutely collapse in the playoffs. So that's one of those teams that I think are a uh, a regular season animal that tends to just kind of whimper their way out of the playoffs. So the Clippers are going to have to get to a finals before I'll believe in them. Yeah, and uh, as I see, they are uh, yeah, they're struggling early with the Pelicans. Okay. Huh? At the Smoothie King Center. Oh, they're playing at the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Speaking of smoothie, remember when yeah, you had, not... names, like you had the Forum or the Igloo and some of these, you know, in different sports, you had some great names for stadiums, you know, and, and you know, and then you've got, well, I know in Miami for a while we were basically named after an underwear company and pro player statement. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta like that, you know. There's still worse names. There are still we can get into it and we won't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um all righty, so let me ask you. Switching gears. 
Moving along, next sport, folks, as we continue the cavalcade of sports for everyone here on the Fantasy Justice Show, brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com and this glass of really good eggnog, folks. This is this is fantastic. I told you I'd be drinking this during the show. Oh, I would like wow. to take this time to promote eggnog for everybody. <laughs> I, I feel about eggnog the same way you feel about tofu. You don't do eggnog. Oh, God, no. Eggnog with rum? Never had a drink in my life, so I can't help you. That's that. right. That's right. What am I thinking? Son of a gun. All right. No eggnog for you. That's okay. No, More we... for me. I never mind. Don't anybody, anybody tells me, if I'm having something, somebody goes, oh, no, I don't like that. I really don't worry. More for me. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to try it? Wait, I go, you no. sure you don't want to try it? Oh, no? Oh, okay. Don't no, don't worry. I'm not going to force you. <laughs> don't, you know what, folks? Don't fret. The gesture is here to keep the balance in scale. So he's here to help keep the balance. So. Well, listen, the only scale I can't keep in balance is my damn weight, brother. <laughs> At this point, who cares, right? I'm losing, I'm losing that damn battle. It's about the only battle I'll lose, but. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, this is uh, why I'm on radio and not television yet. <laughs> there is a there's a way to it, but not, not me. Um, no, sir. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's switch gears. Let's talk NHL real quick. And, and, and a person that I've never really uh, gotten your true view on is uh, Kovalchuk. And he's going to be coming back after this year to the NHL. There's a whole process he's got to go through. And uh, some are arguing how long that process will take. And uh, I have it that the process isn't going to take very uh, very long at all. They're going to make uh, all it is is a, uh, some BS vote, first of all, amongst the uh, GMs. And uh, there's not going to be any GM that votes against having Kobe back. So mm-hmm. he'll be allowed, and there's supposed to be a year waiting period, which is going to probably be waived, uh, so that he you can just back. yeah, so that he can go ahead and come back. And uh, right now, uh, as as of that, uh, the Devils will still maintain his rights. So now I will assume that the Devils will not uh, take him back after what went on. Uh, the new administration probably uh, has zero ties and zero desire to have him. So, uh, you know, I'm sure the Devils will trade him for a second round or, you know, somebody. So may, or maybe, you know, some young kid in the uh, minors who still has potential, you know. Kobe, though, is he worth it? What do you spend for Kobe? First of all, do you still think Kobe has any tread on him? Oh, I mean, you look at, I mean, I'm not sure. Well, how old is he now? 39. 39. So, you, I mean, granted, maybe they're few and far between, but over the last, you know, let's say 10 years, we've seen guys play well into their mid to late 40s, guys like Chelios, guys like Yager who are still going strong. So, you can't really count a, a score with the talent and a shot that, like, you know, Kovalchuk had. You can't, you can't just, you know, dismiss that due to his age. I think in hockey you can still be plenty productive around 39 years old. So I would definitely say he's got something in the tank. What I want to know is if he if he's bringing his ego back with him. 
or is he going to commit himself to helping the team win? Because the problem is, it's like one of those uh, uh, top fuel NHR racers, you know, they fire the parachute out the back to slow him down. That's what's slowing him down. It's always been his ego and his attitude. So if this guy can drop that and buy into somebody's team and somebody's system, I think he's still got a lot to offer. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I, I looked <laughs> I double checked that because uh, I had my notes down that he was 39, and mm-hmm. I just double checked that. And according to Wikipedia, it is he's 33. Well, right. Yeah, right. Uh, he's 33. So wow. then, yeah, I'd it's, say he definitely has plenty of tread left. Yeah, plenty to offer at this point. Like I said, he's got to lose the ego. Now. One of the things, though, is that, you know, yeah, he's going to lose the ego. And and from what I've heard, though, okay, is that famous scoring touch isn't there. Okay. Um, as It's a watered-down league, and usually the numbers are a little higher. Okay. He plays for uh, SKA St. Petersburg over in the KHL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, he's played 50 games. He's got 16 goals last year. Okay. This was this was last year. Okay. He had 50 games, 16 goals. That's nothing phenomenal. No. And again, I, I will defer to you as far as uh, hockey goes. But I'm going to say at least say this is if he was he playing with the talent over there that allows him to not be focused on. Was the defense focusing solely on him is my point. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, well, here's what it is. It's sprinkled with talent. The KHL actually has some talent. Each team has a couple decent players on it. So could they focus on him? Yeah, they could. Um, is he worth it? Probably not because what I've been hearing is that he has been having problems getting along with his teammates. There were times last year he was benched. During the playoffs. During the playoffs. So, I, so that's what I'm saying. On Johnson treatment. Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't, me personally, okay, and this is, a, the, my team has his rights. Right now, as we speak, we have his rights. So, with that said, get rid of him. I hope we get rid of him. I don't want him on the team. He's a he's he, you know once upon a time yeah I and I was I was a huge Kobe fan because Lou Lamorello and uh, Jacques Lemaire, the uh, former one of the former Devils coaches was able to get Kobe to play a little bit of defense and he wasn't going to get ice time until he played defense and that's been his bugaboo he he, he just wants to score he didn't want to come back and help out the rest of the team and you know they were able to get that to change. Now, because of the climate between him and his coach, I wonder how much defense he plays again. You know, what has he Mm. regressed as a player? That would be my interest as far as that is concerned is, um, yeah, he's going to come with the attitude. And, hey, every superstar, uh, you know, most of these superstars have an attitude, all the top people. Hey, listen, look at we deal with it ourselves with the damn renegade, okay? You know, he <laughs> has, yeah, you got to deal with it. And that is the life of a superstar. You know, they are have that kind of attitude 
Not all of them, but we see it enough. I don't know. I don't want him in my locker room, and I really don't want the defensive liability because I'm willing to bet he's back to his old ways. If he's, He didn't act the way he's doing with those coaches over there as he did with LaMare and the Devils. That I will say. He was more of a team person. The thing about him, the, the thing that I hope, and I don't know if I completely agree with you about the lack of superstar in the NHL, but the one thing I do hope no, is a, yeah, team like, a, a team like Toronto, who's got some serious Mitch Marner, you know, Matthews to name a few, Kadri, uh, some serious young talent, young guys, impressionable guys, that you don't bring somebody like Kobe in that can totally sour and disrupt these guys. Um, but here, that's, okay, interesting, very interesting point. And any other locker room, I'd say that that could be correct. You're back to Lamorello, first of all, mm-hmm. and then you're with Babcock, who's not going to take any right. crap. So, um I think I think you if I think if Kobe goes to a team like that, and in particular because he has a relationship uh, with Lamorello, okay. Remember one thing: Lamorello could have created quite a stink and caused quite a problem for Kobe when he left, and he didn't. They're boys; they talk. They're friendly enough. They were friendly enough to be able to talk and have it so that the New Jersey Devils did nothing to stop a player of his talent, of his worth, just walk. Well, it, then, then it goes to the flip side. You don't think some of those young pieces would have to be involved to get him there. I'd hate to see him break up that. It's team. not going to be expensive. No, no, you're not going to get a top prospect for him. No, you're not going to get a top prospect. Like I said, you'll probably get like a second-round pick. And the Devils will take a second-round pick for him. Yeah, why not? And and, and Lamoureux will take a player that he knows that he can go ahead if he has reverted back to some of his old ways as a player. Lamoureux knows him well enough to talk to him and say, you know this crap's not going to be tolerated. And he has a coach that will go ahead and make sure that the crap isn't being tolerated. So that might actually be a good situation for him if, if I take a look at it, you know. Anyway, that's, that, you know, it really is. It's going to be interesting to see what the devils do with him if he stays. Imagine if he stays and you put him on the line with Taylor now. No. Yeah, Tyler Hall, I mean. No. Not yeah, Taylor, Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Tyler, 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 but yeah, imagine Hall and him on the same line, Woo-hoo. now we're talking folks, now if you yeah. get a goaltender in there, you'd be set, listen, don't be upset with my goaltender, because he's not uh, performing uh, completely, how Ooh, you would four like, four goals a game, what is it, four goals a game in five straight games, I mean, Come on, I know pieces of Swiss cheese that, have, that, can, that can stop more than this guy. Come on, Snyder, step up your game. Well, you know, 
Uh, once upon a time, I believe you had consulted a fantasy expert about uh, what I felt about picking Schneider in a draft. And I remember yeah, and I trying believe, to... I believe that that fantasy expert told me that anything but wins would go to Crawford. Wins would go to Crawford. All the other right. statistics would go to Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not even that right now, but that'll turn. That That's just... <laughs> I'm not even worried about that, but no, uh, you should have stayed away. I'm telling you, because now, right now, you're not even getting that. That's right. But you'll get that. You'll right. get that as the season picks up, okay, and uh, everything. It, that'll be fine. His, his career numbers are his career numbers, and uh, even if he has a Furry. slight off year, he's still yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, changing gears. Uh, there's a hey, listen. There's a guy I wanted to get for FXE. I, I got to talk about this. I do. I just thought about it. I really did. Um, there's this guy. I want him as a gig, as like a, as a as a as a uh, like a trick act. This guy dives. This guy dives from like. I think the one thing was like 200 feet, and it's like literally almost into like a glass of water. Right. <laughs> nah, I want. Hey, listen, I want to set it up where he's like supposedly like one of the wrestlers or one of the managers, and he loses he loses the match, and he has to dive from two hundred feet into the glass of water. But like I said, it's a small thing that he goes ahead, and I, I wouldn't be diving from two hundred feet into it. But no, um, no, yeah, no, no, you won't see me doing that at all. I promise you. Um, you might see me doing other things. I could wow. be the up and yeah. flames guy. I could be the up and flames guy. You know, we've talked about that, and one of the wrestlers is going to be set on fire well, next year, and I could be listen, one of those guys. Listen, now come on, Jester. I know you know I'm having I'm one of those weeks. Been in one of those weeks. Stop trying to cheer me up, okay? I, come on, stop trying to cheer me up. How many people would like to be the ones lighting the match? <laughs> Dude, I want one of those one kitchen matches, like the, the with the long, you know, just kind of. Just to kind of tease it there for a few minutes before I just bam, you know, let it go. So pull Emerald Lagasse on you with my bam, but uh, nice. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Emerald. <laughs> hey, you know I'm here for you. Oh my lordies, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Hey, listen, uh, now moving got, on. We gotta hit NFL for a minute. You got, I got something. I've been chomping at the bit to get out here. We gotta get to NFL sooner. I may just throw it out there ahead of time. Go ahead. We were headed to NFL. NFL was right around the corner. The Madden curse. Okay. Nimrod Gronkowski can sit there and do the dumbest Madden football commercials I've ever seen in my entire life. He can party in Vegas. He can do put on John Bon Jovi wigs and play air guitar. He can do all this. He just can't ever play a full season. Yep. You told me. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. I took uh I have Vernon Davis this week instead. <laughs> one of oh, one of my I leagues did. one of my leagues I got him. Yeah, he can't. And he can't help if it. You're I mean, a Patriots just, fan. Yeah. If you're a Patriots fan. First off, I'm sorry. That you're <laughs> a Patriots fan. But secondly, don't re sign this guy. Don't pay him big money. Sink the money into Martellus Bennett. At least Bennett shows up and he's almost just as talented. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he is definitely. He, he's he, no, he's a talented guy. He really is. Uh, he's one of those guys that I was really upset when my Giants got rid of him. I I I, I have to be honest, and they haven't replaced him with a decent tight end yet. No, they haven't. Sorry. Uh, no, they really haven't. I, I just lost two more guys off the show. <laughs> well, I'm not here, yeah, right? I'm not saying Gronk isn't a great talent because he is, but the guy's now had his third herniated disc surgery in his back. The the guy, I don't know what, the guy's snake bit. And then on top of that, he's on the Madden cover this year, so we knew it was coming. But this guy's going to demand big money, and I don't think the Patriots will pay him just from their history of guys like Collins, and Chandler Jones, to name a few. Uh, I I don't see them paying him, and I also don't see him going anywhere. He'll take the pay cut to stay. That's my call. I say he on goes that. home to Buffalo. I say he goes home to Buffalo. It'll be interesting to see. All I know is that I will now put him, and I don't know. I do at least. I don't know if you do. I now put him in the same category as Romo. Your career's done. Yeah, yep, yep. No fly zone. Won't touch him. Don't care where it's at in the draft. Yeah, well, yeah, as far as fantasy, forget it. Yeah, he, he's done there. But I'm just talking about his career in general. Um, mm, right. You know, once you have back problems, folks, it doesn't I, – I have a family member that is, has a very bad back, and – it has just it never the the surgeons have told her it just never is going to get better. It just keeps getting worse and keeps getting worse and keeps getting worse. That's the that's how back injuries go, because it keeps spreading. You might have it in one area and then it it goes to the next vertebrae and the next one and the next one, and, and, and it becomes you know a chain of events that over time keep it's like a domino effect keep going. So. Uh, this isn't going to get better for him. And what'd you say? It's his third, right, JT? I mean, third, yep, third her, yeah, herniated disc surgery now in his back. That's a rough call, and it's a shame because he is a fun, you know, all the all the side stuff on TV aside, he's a fun player to watch. He's a talented player to watch, and it's a shame. So we'll, we'll miss him, but the Patriots are fine with Bennett and. Uh, like I said, uh, personally, uh, off the waiver wire, because I don't stock in this league, I don't stock two tight ends. I didn't have a backup. Uh, I picked up off the waiver wire Vernon Davis for this week, and uh, I'll be happy with that. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will. He's been playing really well. Uh, he's been playing well, and, uh, yeah, he's uh, he gets a lot of targets, and he certainly gets a lot of targets uh, when, uh, you know, people are hurt. So uh, I picked up, I gobbled him up quick, and I will do fine with him. Let's get to the predictions, though. I mean, we've got some – this week here, you know, here we are, week 13. Unbelievable. Week 13 already. Jeez. Fantasy mm-hmm. playoffs mm-hmm. are starting in a lot of leagues. Ooh, yeah, this is your last week, week, my fantasy friends. In a lot of leagues, this is this is your last chance. <laughs> uh, we've got some really great games though this week. One of the the very first game, JT, you're going to see pinball like numbers. I predict. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see what the over under is on this. Uh, I'm willing to bet it's still not over enough. 
Uh, Detroit, New Orleans. I'll let you start with the uh, score. What I believe will be a score fest. Well, that's that's in New Orleans, did you say, or is that in Detroit? That's, that's in New Orleans. Orleans. That's in New Orleans. So you, Detroit's defense has played better than I think they've been given credit for. Are they a top defense? No. But I think they've played better than than most people at least expected them to. And let's be honest, Stafford has turned into somebody who doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. You know, which only helps that defense more. You're not going to put Drew Brees on short field, that sort of thing. I'm going to tell you, New Orleans has looked great on offense, and could I see them being in the low to mid-30s? Yes. But I don't think that's going to happen this game. I actually have Detroit winning this game. And my total points, just for you, are 46. So you have you – have, wait a minute. You have Detroit, you're saying? Really? Yes, I do. Wow. The game manager, the game manager Matthew Stafford, will win this game. Never. Not happening. New Orleans defense is getting better. Detroit can't say the same. Let's say the offenses are a push. Both offenses are equally talented. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. And Mm -hmm. let's go with the idea that the New Orleans defense is getting better and the Detroit defense really still a little suspect. And you're talking about New Orleans home Back, so you, this is it, okay? No, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take New Orleans, and you said you took 46 points, sir? Yeah, I have 40. I have 26-20 as my final score. I will go. I will go uh, New Orleans 37, and I will go Detroit. Um, uh, 37-31, so I would go with a total of 68, sir. 68 is right. my let me, uh, let me throw one quick little nugget back out towards this. And let this, me duck. This, Hold this, on. Okay, go uh, ahead. Yeah, you bet. You're, it's coming at you. So. Now, oh, last Lord. Week, we had a, last week, we had a similar discussion of how the offenses and defenses were similar, and we go with the home team. And that would be you taking Houston over San Diego last week. Mm. Um, it, and there's a bit, this this team has the same type of similarity as far as talent level, quality, that sort of thing. I'm just looking at a team like New Orleans that does turn the ball over versus a yeah. team like Detroit that hasn't. So nice. I, I just think Detroit's a little better than people realize, and I think turnovers are going to be the key to their win. Excellent stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's why you're on here. You know, I have you around for a reason, believe it or not, and it's Hurry. certainly not your good looks. No, it's not. Okay, well, there's a reason, and that's your reason, folks, with stats like that. I mean, let's see what happens. We'll see. We're going to find out. This is the great part about it. We don't have to wait very long. We're going to find out. Um, <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams are going to travel to New England. I... I I wish I could find a reason to even tease you that I might take Los Angeles because I found yeah. this little nugget that on the uh, on December the 4th, the year of the Ram uh, and the planet Q has aligned properly. I can't give you anything. I have nothing to give any Ram fan any glimmer of hope 
in this game. What did I do then? Well, okay. See, you do. I am obviously taking the Los Angeles Rams. Go with your glimmer, sir. Give them some well, hope. I want to get. Let's get back in the way, way back machine again. Go back to last week. We basically said the exact same thing when we talked about New England versus the lowly Jets. And until about three minutes left to go in the game, the Jets had that game in hand. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in the NFL. The Patriots, have not, crisp. The Patriots have not looked crisp and looked like mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots of old in the last four or five weeks at all. They don't look. They look like they don't know what they want to do with the running game. Is it Blunt? Is it White? Is it Lewis? No Gronk. Malcolm Mitchell, somebody I mentioned a couple weeks ago, has really stepped his game up and given a nice outside target for Tom Brady. But that defense isn't that good either. Goff actually looked pretty good again last week. Do I think they win? If this game was in L.A., I would actually pick the Rams. I am going to go with New England because it is Foxborough. But, man, the Patriots are nowhere near as bulletproof as they once were thought to be. I uh, I am willing to bet. Yeah, no, Goff did well last week. He had a real nice he, – he, he's playing better than uh, – you know, some people said he would. I, I was expecting. From what I, I, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's all good. It's all in fun. I get in the pit and try and love someone. Um, no, folks. Uh, the thing is, is that Goff is definitely playing a little bit better than uh, what we were told he was going to be. You know, and Jeff Fisher is uh, had made that determination to make him look like that. And it was uh, brought out from the Los Angeles organization that he wasn't prepared and he's not, worth, you know, he's not ready and this, that, the other. And I'm sorry, in just that short time now, you can see that little bit of improvement. I, I didn't think he looked bad last week. Now, with no, that and, said, you know, just, go ahead. You're obviously, no, I was going to say, and the one thing I like that they seem to do with golf in there that they weren't doing with Keenum is instead of throwing those bubble screens to Tavon Austin, you look at the one touchdown he caught, they're actually sending him downfield. Let him utilize his speed and elusiveness to get loose in that secondary. And I think that's going to be something that's going to pay dividends. Uh, As long as you can find a guy with that kind of speed, you should be getting it to him as much as you can. I mean, in all different ways. You should be seeing that ball. Uh, He'd be getting 12 looks a game without a problem. I wouldn't even think twice about it with the speed nope, that that kid has. So, so um, I agree with you. New England's going to win. It's at home. But I just don't see New England as bulletproof anymore. I only even see them as a top-two team in the AFC. I am – wow. See, I just think that, you know, you take a look at a team that's run by a rookie going against a Belichick coach team. And – I happen to think that Belichick is a much better coach than Jeff Fisher. Oh, I would agree. I, I, but look, I would agree. But even the Patriots fans, I'm hearing some some actually. I know this is an oxymoron, but some intelligent Patriot fans that I respect that it. are starting to say, "Oh no, it's true. It's damn true. I'm telling you, it's out there." Um, that they, you know, they're they're starting to question if the uh, hoodie is starting to lose his touch a little bit in the evaluation process. 
So. <laughs> oh. Um, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I just, I, I, this is one of those games to me. I, I, the Rams are going to come East. It's a one o'clock game against the team that, that you know is coached by a guy, whether you can evaluate talent, whether or not they still can coach. I, I think that it's not even going to be close folks. Well, uh, one last key to that for you. One last key for you. If Aaron Donald gets pressure at the middle, Rams will win mm-hmm. that game. If he gets consistent pressure up the middle on Brady, Mm-hmm. That's his Rams will win that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you move. Brady is definitely one of those guys. If you move him off your mark, he's screwed. He really is. He's in trouble. You can really get that. He, no, he wants to be in the pocket on his mark and not moved. And you move him, and it really, it really, I've never seen. And now, get, don't get me wrong. I give him his due for what he's done. Yeah. And, you know, the the yards and the touchdowns and the record and all that stuff, okay, kudos to him. But I've seen enough times by my own team and now with some others move him off that mark. It is really that simple how to beat a Brady offense. Move him off that mark. And, and you have the perfect guy, like you said, with Donald to possibly do that. With that said, I'm taking New England. Um, <laughs> moving, moving on to the game I don't want to talk about. The Denver Broncos travel to – this is just as beloved Jacksonville oh, Jaguars. Please do. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Let, let me take this one. So, Go ahead. And we will get to this person later in King's Ransom, Fool's Gold, but Trevor Simeon's already been announced out for this. So rookie Paxton Lynch gets the start, second career start, and he is exactly the type of quarterback that gives the Jaguars, well, pretty much every quarterback gives the Jaguars defense fits, but this one in particular, a big, tall, strong, mobile quarterback with a big arm. Kind of think of a Roethlisberger type somebody that's not easily knocked down, and somebody that can move. And I really see them getting him outside the pocket. I see him utilizing Emmanuel Sanders quite a bit in this game, and I see him utilizing those running backs out of the backfield. And let's be honest, no Chris Ivory for the Jags, no Alan Hearns for the Jags, and Blake Bortles. Somebody put a a bolo out for this guy because I haven't seen him in a month, let alone probably the whole season. So I think this is an absolute mollywomp beatdown Broncos by at least three touchdowns. Now, uh, have you uh, said that anywhere near that? I'm writing this one down. Three touchdowns. Oh, write it down. The the actual matchup, if you look at the film, and I've looked at film on both of these teams, the, the Broncos style of offense, with that type of quarterback, mobile, big, strong quarterback, are going to give the Jags fits. Well, all right. I am definitely going to – hold on now. We, I, I got to make sure we get this right. Uh, JT picks Jags to lose by three touchdowns. That that being said, Mrs. Jester, you're still one of my favorite people in the world. It says, hold on. 
So Mrs. Jester has no idea in oh. football teams. Okay, and uh, okay, hold on. So I have here JT picks Jags to lose by three touchdowns. Says Bar, uh, Mrs. Jester has no idea in football teams. Post. Okay. Or husband. Uh, you can put that down. I I I going. To, uh, gotcha. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I went ahead, folks, and uh, I went ahead on Facebook. I put that on Facebook and uh, going to have a little fun with JT on that. You know, maybe this is just to go ahead and go back and forth. They're good friends. And uh, like I said, JT's a good friend of the family. Going ahead, moving right along now. You know, he has his pick there. And I have to go ahead and tell you, to be honest with you, we're going to take a look at this game. And I don't think it's as bad as three touchdowns. I, I really don't. Again, you've got a West Coast team coming East Coast. Hopefully that'll take a little wind out of their sails. I'm trying to find something good to say. All right, it is Mrs. Jester's team. It's going to be bad enough I'm not picking them. Wait a minute. Maybe I should pick them. Maybe I should. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm torn. It's the Christmas season. I want to be nice to Mrs. Jester. But I want to win the pick. Denver coming to Jacksonville. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, but I'm not going to be silly and tell Mrs. Jester by three touchdowns. That I do know. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to go Denver, but I'm not going to go suicidal and say three touchdowns. You know, some people want to go suicidal and go three touchdowns. That's fine. San Francisco, as we are uh, coming into this, almost we got about a half hour left, JT. We've got San Francisco mm-hmm. against Chicago. And, um, ooh, ooh. There's a battle. Mike. I mean, oh, terrible. Hey, we can we can actually promote this being your promoter and all. We can promote yeah. this as the as the Super Bowl because that's exactly what this one's going to be. San Fran actually is going to go on the road and beat Chicago. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them, and I'm going to tell you why. Kaepernick's getting better. Yeah, but the bar was awful low. The bar was low, but he's getting better. And I'm looking at the San Francisco. No, I really can't do it, folks. I will never, ever, (laughs) I will never, ever take Colin Kaepernick to win anything. I just can't. It goes against all my beliefs about being respectful to the flag of of the United States of America, folks. I can't do it. You know where I'm going, JT. Chicago. I, I'm not even going to talk about it. Go ahead. You want to talk about the game? Go ahead. There's nothing really to talk oh, about I to mean, me. Quick Both thought, teams suck. And, Barkley, yeah. I thought Barkley actually, I mean, he threw a couple picks, but he also made some really nice passes. Uh, Marquise Wilson showing some of the talent that he showed and flashed at Washington State, where I thought the guy was one of the top collegiate receivers in the nation. Um, Jordan Howard, you know, I look at this team and say – at Chicago, they're always a different team. So, yeah, I won't be choosing San Francisco either, but I don't think they had a chance either way. 
Let's go to a, a game that I, I've been dying to get to. You've written off Green Bay. Still have. Still have? One game doesn't get you back on the Green Bay bandwagon? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. You're not that easy, huh? I heard you were. No, no, no. Oh, no. You heard wrong. <laughs> I mean, you don't just got to buy me dinner. I expect dessert, too. Okay, pal? Just, you know, so. Oh Lord, hold on. I need I need more eggnog, excuse me. Uh so Houston Green Bay, hold on. Oh, that's so good. I, you don't know what you're missing. Anyway, Houston Green Bay. Hang on. I had a cold last week. I know exactly what you're drinking, trust me. <laughs> Houston Green Bay. We've got a uh, I'm sorry, a resurging, it's not resurging Green Bay, I don't know, against Houston, who I can't stand Brock Osweiler, I just want to shoot this man, alright folks, listen, you have to understand, in just his little world, okay, once upon a time, in just about any league that I had a keeper league in, and I had the uh, chance to get my hands on DeAndre Hopkins, I did, and you know what? It's played off and paid off real well for me because it hasn't mattered. He's been through 9 million quarterbacks and everybody else except for freaking Brock Osweiler can get the ball to him. JT. (laughs) Come on, man. Is this guy kidding me? Is this guy kidding me? You've got guys right now. That, listen, they were they were throwing the ball to Hopkins. Hopkins was putting up unbelievable numbers, and these guys are currently flipping burgers. Brock Osweiler is getting paid many millions to get the ball to him and can't. Well, let's be realistic. After the flipping burgers part, they're probably flipping birds your direction at this point. Um, but, yeah, let, let's be real about it. Brock Osweiler's no T.J. Yates. I'm sorry. And Bronco fans, now you see why you've got the man who's the captain of your ship in John Elway. He knew what they had or didn't have in Brock Osweiler, apparently, and did not waste $75 million like Bill O'Brien did with the Houston Texans. So, uh, the guy's terrible, and I didn't. For some reason, I did not realize Green Bay is paying Houston, and that means I either have to pick Green Bay or I have to pick Brock Osweiler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't wait to get to this game to ask you who, do, who are you going to take, and, and that's, that's like, yeah, that's, go that's ahead. That's not even right. That's not even right. That's like asking someone to kiss their sister or something, you know? Um, oh Lord. Yeah, it's just not right. So, and I can't. Can I pass on this one? <laughs> Please pass. No, you know you can. I'll tell you what. Here, here, I'll help you. I'm gonna help you. All right. Let's okay, take. You let, let's be okay. honest. Yeah, I, I'm here. Let me help you. <laughs> uh, running game, Houston. Quarterback, Green Bay. Wide receivers doesn't matter if you're used to matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then defense, coaching, 
Who's home? Green Bay. You know, so those are the things. So, okay, running game, Houston. Quarterback, Green Bay. Wide receivers, Green Bay, because you'll be able to get the ball to them. Well, yeah, the quarterback can actually find them. Yeah. Defense, who are you taking on that one, Push? At this point, yeah, that's they, they yeah, they're both bad. Coach? They're Green both Bay. Bad. Yeah. Grudgingly at this point, yes, Green Bay. Home team? Green Bay. Five eight, on the push I gave them both one each. Green Bay wins okay, five to enough. two. Green Bay. Here's the question. Are they wearing those stupid throwback uniforms? I don't know. You know what? If they're wearing the stupid throwback uniforms, I'm not taking them. As long as they're wearing the regular Green Bay uniforms this week, I'm going to grudgingly go with the Packers. Do you want me to have somebody give me a coin for a second and we can flip? You want to flip for it? No, no, I can't take Brock Osweiler. It's like you said, he's basically turned, in my opinion, the top two, top three receiver in the NFL talent-wise into a non-factor because, A, he can't throw it to him, and, B, he's too scared to attempt it. So, yeah, I can't pick Houston in this as much as I don't want to pick Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay by a hair. Have you ever seen – have you seen Hopkins' mom's face when she's in the crowd watching the game half the time? Well, no, they usually have to put the blurry thing over her mouth because they want us to read her lips. (laughs) <laughs> no, I can tell you right now, she is. Uh, she sits there in disgust, and I don't blame her. Boy's talent. That, that's a talented young man there. That's a talented young man. And like I said, you know, I I I I said they're bur- flipping burgers right now, but you get the point, folks. Okay, these are guys so they aren't even in the league anymore and able to get the ball to one of the top right, receivers. Jeffrey. You're you're the jester for a reason, so here it is. Point blank. Oh, we Lord. got this right here on we got this right here on radio for uh, prosperity. Is Brock Osweiler the starting quarterback of the Houston this is the two part question. By season's end or next season in Houston? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Sad state of affairs for a Texans fan at this point. Yes and yes, because no matter what, okay, they'll say it was his first year with us, his first year in the system. We didn't spend all this money to not give him a fair shot. So they will ride him through the system, through the year. They will go through the off season with him, try and work on the mess that is, okay, and they will start next year. I will. I'm going to tell you, your starting quarterback. First game of the year, Houston next year will be Brock Osweiler. They didn't spend all that money. They didn't spend all that money to go ahead. And they have to, at this point, to save face. But this isn't MLB. This isn't NHL, NBA, where the contracts are guaranteed. I'd like to get with someone in research and see what kind of cap hit they take if they cut it. How much of that contract is front-loaded? On 18, you can bet they're getting hit by at at least 10. You, but you look at it and you say, were they smart? Did they backload the contract? Did they frontload the contract uh, with the guaranteed money? Because it's backloaded. That cap hit isn't going to be anywhere near as bad as keeping this guy at starting quarterback for another season. 
Gotcha. Yeah, it's true. True, 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 true. Um, it should be interesting. Like I said, I, why? let me ask you. You don't think he's starting next year? No, I, he will not be the starting quarterback in Houston next year. The only way he saves his job is over the last six games, he, he goes bananas and starts lighting it up, which he showed no, uh, you know, no sign that that's what he's going to do. Um, let's see. Brock Osweiler's cap hit. His uh, cap hit this year is uh, twelve million. See, and that okay. leads me to believe that that's a backloaded contract, sort of like the Tannehill and Kaepernick contracts. Yeah, they were $100 million contracts, but they were basically a series of one-year deals because everything was backloaded so you could cut bait and move on. And with him being a $12 million cap hit this year, that leads me to believe that's a backloaded contract. Uh, yeah, no. his uh, Actually, no. His cap number in 20, 2017, his cap hit goes up. Okay. Now, what it goes up to, it doesn't say. <laughs> hmm. well, that helps. Just, yeah. <laughs> big, big help. Well, Thanks, guys. Regardless, if they have a shot at, uh, you know, one of these quarterbacks that are coming out this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't take one. You know, there's also a Jimmy Garoppolo out there, you know, in free agency this year. You know they're going to sign Brissett. They're uh, they're going to keep Jacoby Brissett. They're not going to pay Garoppolo any money. You oh, know, so. here's his cap hit. So you ready? His cap mm-hmm. cap numbers are twelve million and sixteen, nineteen million next year, mm-hmm. twenty one million in two thousand eighteen, and then twenty million in two thousand nineteen. Wow! So they backloaded the contract. Yeah, they backloaded the contract to get away that first year. Um, so twelve million this year jumps to nineteen million. Is Brock Osweiler a nineteen million dollar hit? Wow. Let me ask you this then. Is a nineteen million dollar cap hit worth making DeAndre Hopkins happy and Will Fuller happy and, and Braxton Miller happy? I know it's worth making me happy. I'm saying Damn. So, just some food for thought. I don't think he's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting. Well, eh, we just lost Brock Osweiler from the show, too, now. We're scratching people off tonight. Hey, that's addition by subtraction at this point. And and you know what? Each one of them have been so far, so we're on a roll. Uh, Kansas City. (laughs) Didn't think I'd throw crude in there, did you? Uh, KCATL. Can't forget oh. my friends. Can't forget my friends. My game of the week. My game of the week. Why is it you your know, game of the week? Oh, I think this is going to be the most fun. The most fun of any game to watch this week, as far as turning on the tube, sitting down watching. Uh, with the Giants and Steelers, a close second on that. Dick. Okay. Uh, obviously, for you, it'll be up a little higher, being your allegiances and all. But let's look at this. Let's look at let's look at my guy Tyree Kill, the first player since Gale Sayers to rush, receive, and return a touchdown in the same game. 
they have something with this kid. They have something so dynamic with this kid, and they're starting to realize it. Yeah. Um, Justin Houston, Justin Houston was an absolute wrecking machine last week, and a guy that I think is going to do more havoc as the season goes because, hey guys, he's fresh. He's a monster, and he's fresh. He's not worn down like some of these other guys by week thirteen. So. I think Kansas City's going to win this game. I really like what I'm seeing from that team. Kansas City has got a better defense to me than Atlanta, just in general. I don't know whether that's statistically. That's the eye test. Now, um, Mm -hmm. as far as the teams themselves and this matchup, though, you know, they're going to go to Atlanta, and Atlanta can go ahead and put some points on the board. They can. With they that, can. With that said, though, I, I truly believe that Kansas City is one of those teams you're watching um, as they go through the year. You're watching them progress each week, starting to see the offense getting more dynamic. Like you said, you know, <laughs> you given Tyreek Hill, how many weeks ago, JT, was it? Three weeks, four Six. weeks ago, like four or five weeks ago, yeah. It was definitely it was definitely about four weeks ago, and it could be definitely up to five. Might not be six, and it definitely was. Yeah, it wasn't three. So about let's say four or five weeks ago, and it's very funny. Guess who Matthew Berry was giving just this past week? Finally, oh, as a pickup off the waiver wire, probably yeah. One of those great hits. Yeah. A little hit, and this is what we're talking about, folks. This is that's the prime example, JT. I think that we tell people about of why they need to pay attention to the two of us because we're going to give you people, whether it's myself or JT, long in advance, way before Barry's ever going to mention them. Okay, this is exactly what we're talking about. So, no, I'm going to join JT in this in this game. The KC team is just getting better. Week after week after week, and they're starting to, to me, look like a team that could go on a very nice roll here on out. Well, go to your team. Why? Go ahead. Oh, well, well, real quick, you had asked me another reason why this is my game of the week. It's got probably my favorite one on one matchup, too, which will be uh, rookie, reigning rookie of the year, Marcus Peters versus Julio Jones because the Chiefs are going to leave him one-on-one with Julio. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, going to be real good. It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, I like the matchup itself. So, um, it'll be fun to watch. Will it be the best game? Well, it'll be one of them for sure. I, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll get to that pick soon. <sighs> Glad it's funny to you. Anyway, moving right along to the next pick, let's get to your team, sir. They've been making a little making a little noise over there, making a little noise. Miami at Baltimore. Still making noise this week? What's JT have to uh, say? It, it pains me. Baltimore has had our number in the past. The last playoff game we've been to was against Baltimore. It just seems like that team has our number. The style of defense they play gives us trouble. Um, Let's be real, last week, we snuck out of that game with a victory. Uh, 
Kaepernick almost got us. Uh, and quite honestly, I think if they would have had another player or two, they, they probably would have. Um, Tannehill looks good. He's not turning the ball over. Our offensive line gets rookie Laramie Tunsil back this week. That should help. But it still looks like no Mike Pouncey, no Brandon Albert, which severely affects Jay Ajayi as far as his production goes. Unfortunately, I do not see us beating the Ravens this week. Wow. Uh, do you see Ajayi getting back on track, or you still think that missing the guys on the line is going to keep his numbers down? Uh, I don't see or, him hitting that 150, 200 yard mark. I can see him going between the, the, the 70 to 90 yards, maybe 20, 25 receiving type thing, maybe a goal line touchdown. But uh, it just he's not going to have those big chunk gas yards because he doesn't have the guys to do it. Stay tuned. King's Ransom, Fool's Gold. I'm going to give you my opinion. Miami, Baltimore, JT is going to take Baltimore, folks, and I happen to disagree. I think this is the kind of game that Baltimore will uh, take lightly. And uh, Miami is a team that is showing that, you know, at the beginning of the year, folks, I said that this is this team here could end up tied you did. with New England. You did. Everybody laughed. Uh, everybody you laughed even more when they came out of the gate the way they did. Mm-hmm. The thing that I was counting on was a team – much like Kansas City that I said, we'll go ahead and get better as the year goes on. And sure enough, Miami is, as they're getting used to Gase's system, Gase is learning about them. He's getting an opportunity to do the coaching, okay? I think that this is the kind of game that Miami can go up and actually steal. Now, I don't know. Will they? I I was leaning towards Miami until you spoke and you got me kind of leaning towards Baltimore, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the guys. I'm going to stick with the boys. I'm going to go Miami. Fins up. I'm going to go with the guys. Let me ask you something real quick. Let me ask you something real quick. And and Ryan, one of our uh, sponsors out there, Ryan Walton, forgive me for not taking our boys this week, but um, you know, my question is, how do you take a team on a six-game winning streak lightly? How? By feeling that they that they were lucky. Okay. Okay. You know that they're not really impressed. No, yeah, big deal. Okay, maybe maybe they're like so. You know, hey, listen. You know, I spend time in the Miami uh, forums, okay, on Facebook, and, and talk to a lot of Miami fans. Even through here, – here's why. Because even through this winning streak, you still have people calling for Tannehill to be gone at the end of the year. That's why. Which is ridiculous. You know, you, one of your Rutgers guys made a nice touchdown catch in Leontay Carew last week. I'm hoping we see more of that. Oh, and you will. You will. You will. They, eventually, they're going to kick stills out of there. Okay, you're going to see Parker. Uh, you got Parker, Juice, and, and Carew running wild. Mm. That's what you're going to have. Can't okay. wait for that. Yeah, 
You got it now. It's looking good. It's coming together nicely. This is a guy, listen, you know, I know that you Tannehill haters are out there. I understand, okay? You know, it wasn't his fault that Miami spent so high on the first-round pick and you got your little old hopes up that you guys were drafting John Elway. And he's still, you know, not saying he'd be Elway, but I'm saying we don't know on Tannehill. This is what I said at the beginning of the year. I said it in the middle of the year. And you know what? We still don't. I, I, I will wait to see what he does next year. Is he improving this year? Yes, he is. Let's see that continue. Let's see when other teams make adjustments. Let's see what he does next year. But you have to admit, they look better. Listen, and I believe you were one of them that laughed at me when I said Miami would challenge New England for the division. Joey Cage certainly laughed. Unbelievably at me at this one. And um no, what it most was, no, 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 no. no, what it was was Joey Cage thought you said that Philadelphia was gonna challenge for the division. That's why he was laughing. Oh, you know, please. It, it's incredible how life has changed. You know, we were in Pennsylvania those first four weeks. Okay, everywhere Joey Cage went. It was Pennsylvania this, Pennsylvania that. I mean, this guy was ready. They were ready to put Wentz in a Hall of Fame after four games. And it's amazing. It's like crickets. Crickets now. And getting to the Philadelphia Eagles, they happen to be our next team on this, JT. The Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Yeah, that, that was perfect. That was, uh, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't ask for better on that one. Um, Philadelphia is traveling to Cincinnati to play a team that is just as big as a mess as they are. You know, Cincinnati, I really, we've talked about this before, and, uh, you know, the more I start to watch it, I, I, I really think maybe you are onto something about maybe it is time to change a coach. Maybe it really is, because I, I don't see, I don't see why this team is that bad. Do you? No, you don't no, think they no, have, let me ask you. Do you think that they have the horses to be better than what they are? I I personally believe that that team is better than that record right now, without a question. Oh, without a question. I mean, granted, you have A.J. Green out. You've got Gio Bernard out. I think those are two big horses. But let's be honest, Jeremy Hill would be a lead back for at least half the teams in the NFL. Uh, to, you know, Boyd, the kid they drafted out of Pittsburgh, is an immense talent. They've got Tyler Eifert. Their defense is stocked with some great players, Geno Adkins, Montez Perfect, to name a few. So you would hope that this team would be a lot better than, what is it, 3-7 and seven at this point? 3-7-1. and one. one. And right. listen, they haven't been missing green all season. No, they haven't. Or Geo, only for a game. Okay. Well, this is my point, and right now you're sitting at three seven and one, okay. And here you have a scoring differential of thirty minus thirty two. 
Minus 32. Which for a, for a 3-7 and seven team, you'd think it'd be a lot worse than that. For a 3-17, and 17, eh, yeah, maybe a little bit worse, but still it shouldn't be a minus is my point. No, it shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It shouldn't be. And Marvin Lewis, I think you, you hit the nail on the head last week. You said Marvin Lewis may just be a better guy suited to be a coordinator. I'll bring up another guy, Norv Turner. Same thing. Norv Turner was yes. a train wreck as a head coach, has always yes. been a fantastic coordinator. So it's just some guys are made for it and some guys aren't. Nailed that one right on the head. Perfect person to pick. There's a guy that really he is, uh, as an offensive coordinator, fantastic. Coach? Lord. Yeah, not so. Like you said, train wreck. Speaking of train wreck, we still are on Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) There's how you bring it back in, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to wheel that back in. Philly's probably okay. the receiving core. There's no one for Wentz to throw the ball to. Well, now DGB is stepping up. Okay, Matthews got mm-hmm. hurt. DGB stepped up. Okay, and uh, I think he had uh, 10 targets last week. Go see him step up. He's a big guy. He's got a lot of talent. I don't see why he shouldn't. That, right. That. Okay, Matthews. Matthews is okay. Uh, they benching out this week, I believe. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just saying in general, he's okay. You, to- I was talking about the receiving core. I'm going to the receivers. Matthews, he's okay. I'd keep him. I keep DGB. Um, Aguilar would be gone, and I think he pretty much is. Um, I'm not really like I said. I, I like the guys that are sitting there, okay, that I'd like to see, and they haven't done anything with like, with Treggs and, and uh, the other kid. I can't think of his name. It's not Perkins. Son of a bitch. I'll get to it. Um, Turner? Turner. Thank you, Paul Turner. Um, Treggs and Turner, I'd like to see those kids get a shot at it before. But, no. Philly is is like the number one candidate for picking up a free agent wide receiver next year. And I know Joey Cage in his little world thinks that Alshon Jeffrey would be the answer. And I have to uh, disagree on that one. Me is, personally. Is Joey Cage the guy that I put the band hammer on on Twitter for wouldn't leave me alone about Alshon Jeffrey? It's like, I just don't see what people see in that guy. I see oh, a, a I remember guy. that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I see a guy who's lazy, who apparently has no respect for himself or his team with the uh, suspension that he's sitting on currently right now, two games to go there. Um, he's a guy that one of those locker room guys, we talked about Kovalev earlier, or Kovalev, yeah. excuse me, earlier. He's one of those kind of guys. I just don't bring him in around my young players. He, he's not worth it. You know, the, the free agent wide receivers I'm looking at are, you know, guys that are good teammates, hard workers, guys that aren't prima donnas. Those are the kind of guys, Anquan Bolden types. Okay. You know, yeah. those are the kind of guys I go get. With all that said, who are you taking in the game? Oh, I, I still think Philly wins this. I think we see enough of Sproul, Smallwood, Ertz, maybe Green, maybe you see Turner and Treggs. I think we see enough from them. Uh, to uh, prevail in this game. I think Philly rebounds this week. 
Yeah, uh, and the one reason, and I'm going to give you the my number one reason, uh, and it's one that you didn't give, the Philly defense. Philly defense is really good, uh, and Cincinnati is undermanned right now. That That's enough for me. Uh, I'm you a know, big, defense, big defense guy. God. Yes. Yep, good call. Good call. Um, moving along, because uh, we're up against it now with eight we're minutes left. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo, Oakland. I, uh, yeah, Buffalo travels on the road, plays a, a tough Oakland team. Oakland's on a roll, uh, looking strong. Buffalo's still trying to show that they've got a little something in the tank for them. McCoy, eh, I'm taking a look at this game, and I'm I'm sorry. I don't see enough talent on the Buffalo side yet to keep up. Uh, and where I don't see the talent yet is uh, someplace that they can't do anything about on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it's good that they've got Sammy Watkins back, and I, I'm sure he's going to make a mark. And, and I'm willing to bet Sammy Watkins gets at least one touchdown this week. Okay, and uh, but it just won't be enough. You got Carr on a roll. Carr's putting up crazy, stupid numbers. Okay, as far as if you're a fantasy guy, I'm going to go ahead. I'm taking Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Derek Carr's playing like an MVP. Uh, when you can win a game where your best receiver has 22 yards receiving and your quarterback still throws for well over three bills, it shows how balanced your team is across the board. And I don't see any of that changing. Oakland wins. Tampa Bay, San Diego. Tampa Bay travels out to San Diego to face the Chargers and Phillip Rivers. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, Tampa pulled a fast one on me last week, snuck up and uh, – and beat Seattle in a baseball score. Um, do I see that two weeks in a row? I never trust a guy like Mike Evans two weeks in a row to show up. Um, I think you're traveling out to a team that is going to go to move to Los Angeles next year to be with the Rams. Uh, Chargers win that game. Melvin Gordon, big game, folks. Not big enough? No. Is it big enough? I don't know. Yeah. Back for Tampa Bay, San Diego. Who do I take? Suspense is over. I'm going Tampa Bay. Giants, Pittsburgh. This is it. The game that means everything as far as my record and staying perfect. I am 11 and 0. Looking to go 12 and 0. My beloved Giants, folks. Uh, they are traveling to Pittsburgh to play Roethlisberger. And a team that is struggling to look like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just don't look like Pittsburgh on offense. You've seen them have great games. You've seen them completely disappear. The defense, sometimes they've been there. Sometimes they completely disappear. As far as the Giants are concerned, the Giants have a great passing game, no running game whatsoever, and a better-than-average defense. With that said, the Giants' record is much better than the Giants' team actually is. They are 8-3. and three. The Pittsburgh record, okay, is worse. Is worse than what it should be. You know, you, the, the, uh, as the Giants are sitting there 8-3, and three, and I can say that they're sitting there better than what they should be. I'm going to be honest. There's no way that the Pittsburgh Steelers should only be 6-5. and five. That anomaly works out this week. The Giants will lose. 
I'm sorry, Giant fans. I'm taking Pittsburgh. JT. Um, in the interest of time, I like what I've seen from the Giants enough on defense that I think that they can get starting to get pressure off the ends. I think that's going to wreak havoc in Pittsburgh's backfield, and uh, I think the Giants steal one. Okay. Well, you really sorry, folks. He's still picking. He, folks, he's still picking against me. I am perfect this year, and he's still picking against me. I'll have to prove it again as my beloved Giants, and I have to watch them lose this week. Washington, Arizona. Washington, Arizona. This is the third game of the of the week that I really feel is a fantastic game. I, I want to see how this one plays out. Personally, though, I think Washington goes out there and teaches Arizona a little bit of a lesson, folks, that they actually have a running game, too. They have a younger quarterback who isn't playing as afraid as Carson Palmer is playing. The Washington uh, wide receivers, okay, while banged up, are still being more productive than Nelson and Brown. Not using the uh, poor, the only guy that they're really using out there in Arizona is Fitzgerald. I'm going to go Washington with the surprise. They're going to go out to Arizona and surprise the Washington, the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Well, if Deshaun Jackson plays anything like he did last week, that gives Washington a nice uh, upper hand. I'd like to see their special teams not cost them a game like they did on Thanksgiving. Um, Kirk Cousins is on fire, though, and it's really hard to pick against a guy that you said was completely undervalued going into this NFL season. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with the Redskins on this one and go Washington. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple of those early season things that are starting to come back and go, hey, wait a minute. He said Cousins uh, is underrated and everybody's paying, paying attention to his completion percentage. I said Miami would go ahead and Challenge New England, and sure enough, New Miami's doing pretty well. Anyway, it's crazy how things come out. Carolina, Seattle, who you got? Oh, I think Seattle comes back with a vengeance this week. Thomas Rawls pulls his head out of his butt and actually runs the football like he can. Seahawks win. Seattle, no question, over a team that really looks – like the complete Super Bowl hangover. They are the, defi- yep, they are the definition. It. Yeah, no, they are the definition of Super Bowl hangover. Indy Jets. Ew. Um, no Andrew Luck again in the concussion protocol. Tolzien isn't enough. Jets gave the Patriots a game last week. I'm going to scarily pick the Jets this week. Uh, all right, I'm going to go Jets. That's about it. I'm going to go Jets, and only because Luck isn't there. If Luck was there, I would clearly yep. take them. No, without a question. Folks, that has been the Fantasy Justice Show. I am the Fantasy Justice. That's been JT. From all of us here at Fantasy Justice Sports, FXE, and the gang. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. I am the Fantasy Justice. I am out of here.